What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brendan, here with Professor Tino. What's good, E? This is the second episode of uh, AMSU 1020. Uh, I guess first lecture, syllabus day is over, and yeah, I don't know how you felt about that uh, first episode, but uh, I personally loved it. And uh, maybe that's just because I'm a narcissist and I just like hearing myself, (laughs) but uh, I thought it went well. I needed an outsider's perspective. What did you think, Tino? Man, it's always weird listening back to your own voice because you listen to your voice differently. But I like the way we sounded. I, I think we have a ton to improve on, obviously, but I think we're going to get go better up, with baby. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Only way is no, up. No, we were at rock bottom, but <laughs> all we can go <laughs> is up. Uh, that song was uh, You Be Killing Him by Fabulous. Uh, and as stated in the last episode, yeah, we'll finish with a, with a song of the week to finish us off. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Like with the news, let's just get right into the news. Uh, the province announced uh, that there would be a wage subsidy uh, that originally only went to August, but now will be going to December. So that helps out UMSU a lot. We're less reliant on student fees uh, when, and you know, with the businesses being shut down, our sources of income were pretty low. But uh, now at least we're able to kind of survive the, survive the fall even with remote classes. So that's a good thing. Another thing going on is it's when this episode's coming out. Yeah, registration should be open for uh, for you guys. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, you know, there's no official stance on winter. So all the classes are like TBH two, or TBD, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, are, uh, you know, we don't know if we'll be in classes in the winter. So just keep that in mind when you're registering for your winter classes. Um, but, yeah, fall classes. I mean, any tips for the people registering, Tino? Man, my one biggest tip for sure is that get started on syllabus day like take it seriously from day one and remember that it's a marathon not a sprint like don't go hard like during like the second week or the third week or whatever try go at a consistent pace the whole time and you're gonna have success that way yeah when you're registering you know register even though you're not going to be on campus register for the times you would have if you weren't on campus and like you know stick to that schedule anyways you know wake up at the same time go to the classes everything will probably be recorded but it's always best to stay on top of things and actually go to the classes and those recordings are just for you know emergencies if you couldn't get to class do you also do that thing where you practice your sleep schedule before you go back to school oh always yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> well i'm always trying to get back on a sleep schedule i find that i always screw it up every second day and <laughs> i'm trying like oh god get back on it for sure yeah but yeah um so not much news of course because of covid you know besides those two things but we want to give some tips for everyone um you know if for like when you are back on campus or just you know tips for school in general we kind of had the one with uh sticking with your class schedule even though you're at home but my tip for this week is uh you know, when you are back on campus, always eat at the Umsu businesses. Umsu Street, it's always bumping. You know, eat there, buy buy your, you know, we got the chocolate bar market coined with GPAs. You know, get them there, you know, because what people don't know is that money goes back to you students. You know, these businesses are run by the students, for the students. And, you know, one day, like the more that those businesses do well, the better than lower that the yeah yeah, the better the union is and the more of that money goes back to the students and hopefully one day we're self-sufficient enough to uh lower the union fee yeah i think uh is it university of regina or university of uh, ubc university of bc has their own student union building and they have some of the lowest student fees just because you know everyone goes there for their food like all the all the businesses make a profit that just goes back to the union it just goes back to students so massive. so that's the best <laughs> you know this isn't 
this isn't me saying like, oh, I'm the VPFO, I run the businesses, go get the businesses. <laughs> Genuinely, the money goes back to you guys. So it's always a, a good, better eat there than to at Subway where it goes to, you know, greedy sure. corporations. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And even like another thing to consider is just the people working at the businesses too. One, it's students like yourself and mm-hmm. two, like the business managers and the full-time staff, some of the most wonderful people that I've had the pleasure of A lot of them meet, former students, a lot right? of them have uh, just been regular employees at these businesses that have worked their way up into the manager position. You know, it's a wholesome, yeah. wholesome family we have here. Okay, uh, moving on to the first segment of the day after we've uh, talked about tips there. Uh, This part of the program is called What's on Your Mind? So, Brendan, what is on your mind? You know what? What's got me thinking is the moon. I know that sounds silly, but like... Here we go. Like, if you ever stare at a full moon, it just almost drives me crazy thinking like there's this huge rock that's just orbiting our Earth. And like we all share the same moon. And the other crazy thing is that we only see one side of the moon. It's a sphere, but we only ever see one side. And that's because its rotation around the Earth is the same as its rotation on its axis. Right. So it's turning at the same speed. So we only see one side ever. And I don't know. It's just the idea of, like, this big rock that everyone can see that reflects light just being up there. And, like, like how amazing that is. And no one, no one like... No one even really cares. It's do there you, all the time. Do you have crazy conspiracy theories about the dark side I, of the moon? I do not, but it is just weird to me. It's just weird in general yeah. that the moon's up there. Is there <laughs> a little green people on the other side? No, that no, are, no, no, no. God, no. I don't know. It's just, been, <laughs> it's just been driving me crazy for a little while now, just thinking about the moon. But uh, that's just my crazy imagination. Uh, let me pose a question to you, Tino. All right. Should students come back to school this fall, even what? though... It's you're not getting that experience of coming to campus. You know, you're not seeing your friends. Is it worth it to still enroll in university? Oh, is that the question? Should, should students still come to school and do their they degrees? Should, yeah. Man, I think I, I think yes. Um, I think obviously university is more than just the classes and uh, the degree that you get at the end of it. Um, it's also about the experience. But I think it takes a very special kind of person to be able to still do the classes online and there's a lot of people you and myself included that are working very very hard to make sure that that experience is still preserved and there's been a lot of work that's been going on in things like orientation and i know the university is putting in a lot of work as well to make sure that everything is kind of preserved so i think absolutely come back to school it is going to be different there's no doubt about that but i think it's still going to be worth it that's a good question i have yeah, I have just a ton of friends saying they're not coming back in the fall. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I personally think they're lying. You know, they, I I completely agree. It's it sucks that we can't all be in person. Like honestly, like half of the reason you go to university is to meet people, gain those connections. You know, get the experience. For sure. But you know, just because one semester will be online doesn't mean you should delay your degree any more. Like, it can still be fun. You know, like you you make friends through the online chats and all that. And you know, like uh, online courses, in my personal opinion. Like, I probably learned better that way. Mm-hmm. I'm saving time on my commute. Like, I'm gunning for this to be my best semester, get the best marks. So, yeah, I'll agree with you there, Tino, that uh, 
I think it's still worth it for people to come. I mean, what else are you going to do? People will be like, oh, I'm going to travel. You can't yeah, travel right now. You have to be at home so, anyways. Oh, yeah. You, exactly. You have to be at home anyways. Might as well further your degree exactly. and, uh, you know, learn. <laughs> An excellent opportunity to build community as well. Like, I mean, I, I one of the things that I've been thinking about is that I'm so happy that this pandemic happened in 2020 and not in 1920. Like, think about everything True. that we've still been able to do from our houses and I think wow, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that whole internet aspect. Damn, like even if this was like 40 years ago, like things would be pretty rough. Right. But anyways, let's move on to the red flag game. Mm. And here I am thinking that I actually did something cool. I created this cool game. On my TikTok, I found out it's actually already a game. Like, it's a really? legit card game. I had oh. no idea about it. I really thought I had done something here. and uh, <laughs> uh, But nevertheless, we'll still play it. We'll still a fun it. game. Uh, I'm still going to take credit for it. Um, <laughs> so today's red flag is <laughs> the person you're dating, you're in a one-year relationship. Okay. Actually, no, the person, sorry, scratch that. You're in, a, you're in a relationship, but in this relationship, this girl only orders chicken fingers at restaurants. She She's fine with eating. She, no, she's not picky like me. She'll actually eat things at home and all that. But when she goes out, she doesn't trust any other food besides chicken fingers. She's thinking, like, these restaurants will screw up the order. Like, I only trust the chicken fingers. That's, I don't know, this this sounds extreme. When you first started talking about it, I thought, nah, red flag. But I think that's a deal breaker for me, That's man. a deal breaker That's a you. deal breaker, man. I love food. I love food so much. I love cooking. And I'm going to talk about this all, all about this during my episode. But, like, experiencing different foods, especially those that you pay money for, and you, you're out here getting chicken True. fingers. No, I didn't think what? about the paying thing. What? You know, I'm treating you nice, <laughs> oh, and you're yeah. getting chicken fingers. That's so true. Get out of here, man. What's the point of going to nice restaurants if exactly. they just can't wait? Exactly. I never thought about that. Like, I was, I was completely fine with it, but yeah. you, you might have committed to me a red flag, because just because, just for the simple purpose, like, you would never want to go on a restaurant date ever again, because like, what, what's the point? Exactly. What's exactly. the point? You, you we know? can just make chicken fingers at home. You never be able to try new things. Yeah. You, tr- you're trying to wine and dine someone, and and they get chicken fingers? Okay, objectively, I'll agree mm-hmm. with you. Red flag. Or, well, you said deal breaker. Objectively, yeah. I'm going to say red, red flag. flag but uh, because I'm that person that only orders chicken fingers, I'm going to say that is completely fine. Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> oh, anyways, let's uh, recommend a movie now, Tino. What do you have for us this week? What is your movie recommendation of the week? Tino's movie recommendation for the week. Okay, so again, disclaimer, uh, not a big movie person, but I've been thinking about the old Karate Kid movies. Uh, the ones with mm. Daniel San and Mr. Miyagi. Man, I love those movies growing up. And if you haven't, if for whatever reason you haven't watched those movies, check it out, man. And I, I have not. I you mean, haven't really. Uh, I get the pop culture references. Yeah. You know, like you hear them enough to kind of understand. But yeah, the only Cry Kid I saw is with the. Will Smith's kid, yeah, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith yeah. I think you that's the only one I saw. Yeah. Now you should you should check that out. I, it's they're so good. And I don't think do you, would they hold up in today's standards? One hundred percent. I feel like one hundred percent cheesy. One hundred percent. They're so good. Uh, so they're from the eighties, as you probably know, but not nah, de- definitely check them out. Okay. 100%. Mm, well, I my movie recommendation mm. is. Actually, in fact, a play. Uh, I just saw Hamilton on Sunday on Disney Plus, and um, you know, I thought like, I I didn't know what to expect. Like, I've probably only seen one musical in my life, but they don't stop singing. I couldn't really? believe it. I mean, like, that's not really my speed, but like, oh my god, the t- amount of talent to r- literally write a movie where. 
the whole thing's in song. Yeah. That's, it was crazy to me. And, like, you know, when the movie ended, I'm like, you know, that was, like, okay. But then uh, I ended up downloading about 12 of the songs on my phone. So <laughs> I think that yeah. just speaks volumes that, like, I probably did enjoy it. And uh, what I recommend before, if you do are fortunate enough to have Disney+, Plus, <laughs> what I recommend you do before watching it is kind of look into the backstory of it. Because what I found myself doing was I was looking up on Wikipedia some of some facts because right. uh, it's um, you know movies are hard enough to follow as is but mm-hmm. when all, every word was sung it's kind of like whoa like it was just kind of fast paced on like whoa what they just said? like th- right. that actually happened like I won't spoil the movies but just some of the facts were so cool and yeah by the end of it I was saying like wow Alexander Hamilton yeah he was a real one <laughs> that's awesome and I haven't watched it but I've been hearing really really good things I about mean, yeah. it yeah and I think it's kind of cool is you could technically like the whole because everything's in song, so every right. song is on Spotify and Apple Music that you could just technically listen, listen to, to the, the whole play okay. and get and like understand it, like oh, every because okay. every word's based, every, the whole the whole shabam is on yeah. Spotify and Apple Music. That like if you don't have Disney Plus, you could still technically listen to it and listen to yeah. the whole story without you just huh. don't unfortunately have the visual effect, but you can use that's your imagination. Awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah. All right, would you rather Tino? Mm-hmm. Would you rather? Your house always be slightly warm, 22 degrees, or slightly cold, 15 degrees. 15 degrees all the way, man. 15 degrees all the way. I've, I've, I've experienced. So, as you know, Africa is really hot. But that heat in Winnipeg, just like 26 degrees in Winnipeg just feels so different. And 15 degrees, if I put another layer on when it's a bit chilly... Perfect. Yeah, who said 26? I said 22. It's, well, probably, you, it's probably 20 in this room right now, man. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's, that seems arbitrary. But 15 You were saying sure. in your office, it was 25 in the office today. It was hot. Yeah. It's okay, so but imagine hot. that. Three degrees less and you're not wearing jeans. No. But think about know. the winter time, too. Like, we're well, winter? winter for eight months out of the year. Wouldn't you rather come home to a normal 22-degree house than a 15-degree house? Like, oh... I'll get home and, oh, it's not that much warmer in here. I don't, what? Have you been get, to Winnipeg? <laughs> it's warmer, <laughs> but it's not toasty. Okay. You get I, home and you're hmm. not shedding layers. Okay. I don't, hmm, I don't know. I still got to go with the 15, though. That heat in Winnipeg just gets me. And if it's like 22 degrees inside my house when it's 30 degrees outside, that'd be terrible. I guess. It just takes some ice cubes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Picky either segment. So... What do you have for me today, Tina? Okay, so I know we talked about tea being dirty leaf water. Yeah, right? and uh, soup just being thick water. Yeah, I know if you're cringing, that's me too. Moving on from that soup comment. I had soup last night. What? Man, I love soup. Okay, you know what? That's a tangent. I'm not going to argue with you. It's nasty. No, I'm, okay, fine. I'm, I don't, no. Do you eat it or drink it? You eat it. You eat it. and But it's a liquid. No. Could no. you drink it? No. I'm that not having this conversation. If something, if something no. could be both eaten no. and drank at the same no. time. I don't think that's. No. That's not. No. So we talked about tea yeah. being dirty leaf water. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a broad question because I don't want to just say one thing. But kombucha. I've, what is that? I don't even know what that is. You know what it is? Okay. No. So kombucha is basically fermented sweet tea. And what what happens is you just kind of leave it, and then eventually it grows like a bacteria culture thing. So you want me to drink bacteria? Well, not bacteria, but like the kombucha itself. Is well, it, it does have bacteria in yeah. it. Would okay, you try so that out? Uh, you you just answer your own question by saying that there's bacteria in it. Of course not. I don't. What know. mean of course? Okay, you know what? I, I can't, I can't I, why would I drink sweet tea if I don't like tea? Why? Like I wouldn't even have like the American iced tea, which is like yeah, iced actual tea. You don't like iced tea? 
like the Canadian version, which is like brisk, but American iced tea is yeah sweet tea, I guess. What about fermented? So basically, my question was fermented foods. Have you like do what's you, another is it fermented food? Uh, what else is fermented? Uh, is cheese fermented? Maybe I like yeah. regular cheese. I'm you not like eating blue cheese? cheese. I would never eat cottage cheese, blues cheese. Yeah. Not, I'm o- I'm only eating that orange one. Is that cheddar? That one, whoever that one is. And the Cheddar's and good. the and the white one at Subway. That's the only cheese I'll eat. The white one at Subway is that the Swiss cheese or like I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. The Jeez. point is I don't eat much cheese anyways. What about I don't what like else yogurt. is fermented? You don't like yogurt? It's okay. It's okay. Is milk fermented? I drink a ton of milk. Milk is Probably not, not fermented, but you you can. I do eat sour cream. Is that fermented? Sour cream. We're getting off. We're getting off topic. Okay. Is that no. the only one you brought today, kombucha? That's, that's the only one. Well, I thankfully brought. I wrote down some to like. Pick it up. Yeah. Uh, jam. Yeah, never had it. Yuck. Um, I mean, same thing. Like, it's just pie feeling, really. And watermelon. Fun story about watermelon. I was given it as like a four-year-old. Took one bite. Did not like it. Hid it in my shirt to leave the table. Put it in a drawer in the basement of like uh, a dresser. And when we moved five years later, my mom that's finally found it. I was like, what the heck is this? I'm like, oh, my God. I Brendan. remember that's Sorry, sorry. All right. Um, so normally we do Chelsea Corner, but because it flopped so bad last week, uh, we will not be doing that from now on. And that brings us to the end of our segment. So now we'll have Jolene on to tell her life story to get up close and personal with you, the listener. Uh, it's the president episode. Um, so, yeah, Jolene, come on in. Hey, well, thanks for having me. I'm here with um, Professor Tino, Professor Brendan. I'm very excited to be the first exec introduced. Thanks for having me. No, of course. So yeah, this is uh, your time to get, you know, tell your life story, get up and close and personal with the listener. So, you know, start from the day you were born. The day <laughs> I was born. How did you get born? to this position? Yeah. Okay. Well, if we're starting there, I was very close. Well, actually, I was a Y2K baby, if anyone remembers that. The world was really scared about, um, the, I guess, just all technology and digitized things being shut down. So I was born... New Year's Eve Eve, 1999. I was very close to not making it into the two. Wow. Yeah, as a That's 90s kid. Yeah, oh, kind of. <laughs> so how detailed do we want to get here? Well, I don't think our listeners okay, have. So like, let me ask, were you then held back a year? Like you were with, were you with the 2000 babies in terms of school or were you with the 1999 babies? I was with the 99 babies. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I turned 21 this year. Yeah, you could have been. You could have been yeah. the oldest with the 2000 babies, but you decided yeah. to be the youngest with the 1999 babies. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my parents just didn't want me to wait. Yeah. And you're born here in Winnipeg? <laughs> yes, I was born here in Winnipeg. Both my parents are from the Philippines. Um, yeah, so they, they had me here. I actually, I don't know if you guys want to know a little bit about, about my parents and their love story. Oh, Definitely. you want to know oh, everything. Love story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were actually pen pals for a total of three months. And uh, my mom ended up moving here to Canada. Yes. They got married. They're still married. Um, they had me a couple of months after my mom settled in. And uh, yeah, I was born here a Canadian citizen. Cute. Nice. Yeah. So where'd you go to elementary school then? Elementary school, I actually went to this very, very small Catholic school. I graduated with um, a class of 17 students and went straight into high school after that with a class of like 400, I think. Um, but I went to St. Gerard Catholic School out in East Caldonan. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I went to a St. Gerard, but Calgary, Calgary. Ah, uh, so high close. School? High school, I hopped actually from Kildonan East Collegiate. Um, I had a lot of fun there. There were a couple of clubs, but nothing compared to the high school I went to from grade 10 to 12, which was Miles McDonnell. Sorry if there are any Kildonan East Reavers out there, but I'm a Buckeye at heart. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. So what, well, you guys, fun stories from your elementary school? Uh, any pivotal moments where you decide, 
I don't know, down this career path of Umsu? Actually, well, I, w- I guess I've been kind of involved in school and, well, student politics, but mostly student involvement and organizing things from a, a younger age. Back in grade five, I, I ran for our grade five student council rep. Um, in grade six, I ran for, well, our student council at the time was called the student parliament, which is a little yeah. bit more unique than other schools. But um, so I ran for prime minister in grade six. Nice. Um, it was a, a school that went all the way up to grade eight, though. So usually you would see um, grade eight students running for that position. I lost that election. Yeah. But then I, I was also like, you know, that was a cool experience. I got to talk to a lot of students, got to th- really think about what I could do at this school and how I can make a difference while I'm here. So I ended up continuing being involved. And Eventually, I guess I couldn't get away from it, and I'm still here today (laughs) for this time at the student union. Um, I guess you're one of those people that knows better than most that sometimes you win some and sometimes you lose some. And it's very interesting to learn that uh, you, well, you lost that election earlier, but... um, Let's. Uh, I, I kind of want to segue into more the the university side of things. Um, I know that you ran in an arts election. Your second term in university, you already kind of involved with um, student uh, government and all that. Um, tell us about a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So I actually interesting enough. I came to university not wanting to get involved in anything. I wanted to get my degree, get out, I guess, join the quote unquote real world and start working um, and doing what I'm passionate about. But I guess, you know, I I found a way to work my passions into the process as well. Um, And uh, somehow I ended up running in my first year, I guess, second term, you're correct, and um, for a position called the Director of Social Programming on the Arts Student Body Council, because I was really, really inspired by all of the different events that allowed people to connect on campus and allowed very, I guess, like-minded students um, the opportunity to get to know each other and continue learning even more. Um, And yeah, from there, I guess I continued into a bunch of other student clubs. I learned um, the very different ways that we could get involved here and meet new people. And um, yeah, there's a lot of learning that happens outside of the classroom, and I'm glad that I got the opportunity to learn that. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, so um, so yeah, um, so yeah, you of course didn't win that election, but where where'd you go from there after that? So after that, I took up an appointed position with ASBC. So I still really, really believed in the portfolio of that position, um, and so I ended up being the assistant to the director. Um, from there, I realized there was a little bit of a gap in mental health services on campus, and so I started up a chapter called Peace of Mind um, U of M, I guess, uh, here as well. And I also realized that um, our sociology group, because I was seeing all these political science students and all these psychology students and their student councils that looked really tight-knit, and they had all these great events and had the chance to grow professionally and socially together. Um, we didn't have that in sociology and crim, and it was a little bit disconnected, and so we started that up again. Um, and I guess from there, uh, I kind of found the role of uh, vice president student life really well tailored to my passions and equity, diversity and inclusion, as well as student clubs and involvement. And so jumped into that. That's crazy, man. Like the, the experience that you're kind of just laying out here is <laughs> it's actually really, really good to kind of hear it in the same place. So we're talking you're running in your second term in university. Um, you're seeking out all these opportunities and you're going a step further. You're like, OK, I see these holes here and I want to fill them up and uh, starting up the two clubs that you mentioned. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And then you're able to run for AMSU in just your second year and become vice president of student life. Yeah. 
which and is oh y'all are hyping me up right now <laughs> that's what we're here for I mean, we have to we gotta show everyone that the, the <laughs> union's in good hands with el presidente so then uh what was your probably favorite moment uh during your term as vice president student life hmm i honestly that's a very hard <laughs> thing to pick uh, it's a loaded question if you, you ask wanna, me you know, i don't want to sing yeah else you want um i guess like us. the first thing that does come to mind i think that um i guess it's a one of the smaller wins from last year but um one thing that definitely makes a, a bigger moral lasting impact on me um was our student club ceremony because um or award ceremony right. rather because um, we had the opportunity, UMSU has over 200 recognized student clubs that are full of passionate student leaders that, you know, conduct programming, liaise students to services, or even just create a community here on campus informally. Um, and uh, yeah, so we had the opportunity to um, go through their applications through member services committee, give them these awards. And I think um, at the moment, wh while we were organizing it, we didn't realize how big of an impact it would leave on students. But a lot of this work goes um, thankless, frankly. And it's a lot, a lot of volunteer work too. And a lot of these students don't really have that thank you from say the students union or even students who they serve. And uh, it really went a long way because we had tons and tons of conversations rolling out from after the ceremony as well. And it's a lot of fun. Right. Now you're the president, and I know you've only had two and a half months in this position, and you know, with it being a COVID year, uh -huh. nothing much has gone on, but uh, do you have a favorite moment <laughs> so far as the president? Hmm. Again, hard to pick. I think my favorite moment definitely had to be team-related, not so much job-related, but um, I, uh, I really, really enjoyed being able to reunite with everybody. I guess on that, um, was it the first transition day? I can't even remember right, when yeah. that was. Yeah, but um, it was a very surreal moment uh, being able to see everybody again for the first time since, I guess, the election, yeah, really. Instead of staring at a Skype screen. Instead of staring at a Skype screen, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really great to catch up with Tino and Savannah, especially because they were out of town. Right, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, good to see everyone here for now. for the first time in a mm -hmm. long time. Um, now, getting a little more personal, do you have any funny stories that you'd like the listeners to know? Wait, funny even stories. Like, tell us funny stories. Like, what, what's your favorite color? My favorite color? Yeah. Oh, um, honestly, I feel like this might be a little bit obvious. So I might ask you guys to guess. Uh, is it pink? No. It am pink? I wearing? I'm, I guess you I am wearing kind of wearing pink. pink. Blue. Okay. But no. <laughs> I'm so blue. That's her favorite color. Okay, yeah, that's a safe answer for this podcast. <laughs> um, well, actually, our election color teal okay. was, is my favorite and what's color. What's your favorite number? I don't have one. Okay. I'm sorry. What's favorite food? <laughs> my favorite food would have to be sushi. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm up there. Uh, is that your favorite? Nah, it's chicken wings. Right now, I've actually been pretty addicted to um, these like Samyang. I think they're these spicy Korean noodles that are not too good for you. They're instant noodles, but I've been like. <laughs> pack every like second day it's terrible favorite class favorite class so hmm. you've Far. taken yeah so Far. yeah so um dr tracy peters if you're listening to this right now i'm taking her research <laughs> methods <laughs> well you know maybe i'll email her and tell her too um or yeah uh but uh i'm really enjoying research methods you know i think um dr uh, peters is doing a really good job at keeping us engaged um even though we're in remote learning right now um but that might just be biased because i'm in the middle of it <laughs> yeah not that good marks <laughs> Yeah, so I think this question is actually a very important one, and I, I want to generalize it and just say, what are some of the tips and tricks that you would uh, give to some students who are listening that, uh, one, want to balance that work and uh, school life 
and also the students that need to balance work and school? Yeah, I think one thing that is a lot less obvious because right now, thank you for the question, Dino. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's super important. One thing that is a l- little bit less obvious because um, students, I think, from the beginning of university, they're told to you know keep going, be as efficient as possible, as productive as possible. But I think one key thing that we miss when we're encouraging students um, is to um, to let them know that taking time for themselves is so, so important. And not only taking time for themselves in the quote-unquote hashtag self-care uh, way, but taking time as in reflecting, being mindful, and um, really adding purpose into what you're doing because I find that adds a lot of motivation into the tasks at hand um, but also helps to organize things if you want to take like say half an hour at the beginning of the week just to think about what's ahead. Jalene, tell us something interesting about yourself that many people would not know. Well, um, anyone who I guess accompanies me on a flight and walks through airport security would absolutely know this but um, for those of you out there who haven't, (laughs) um, I actually have metal in my left knee. I'm a little bit of a cyborg. How'd you get that? So it's actually kind of dumb. Um, so this was back in when I was, I think, in um, grade maybe five or grade four. I can't actually remember. But um, I tripped on the playground. I blamed the uneven ground. Um, but knowing me, and this is a little bit graphic, so I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're squeamish. But um, my kneecap popped out and wow. I popped it back in and I kept walking because I was like, oh, that was weird. But that is OK. I guess I'm totally fine. Right. Um, months later, the kneecap kept popping out. I kept thinking it was normal but my mom realized it was not um and so she took me to the doctor they did an mm-hmm. x-ray um <laughs> brendan's like cringing well, thinking, like, did yeah it, did it hurt when it popped out like on those it hurt initially but i think i was kind of just like, like yeah because my friends were watching <laughs> like was it hurting when it popped out months later all the time like no actually i, I thought i, I thought like, it was just kind of like it felt weird yeah you could but... just kept that it'd be a cool party trick just like Ooh, hey, yikes <laughs> but every time <laughs> Yeah, but I I would have been really cool and the popping noise too. But at the same time, I think like you know beeping through security and calling myself a cyborg is just as cool. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. Um, not having parts of your body not popping out. Yeah, not popping out when you're trying to sit down or you know get yes. that good angle for your friends. Right, last question before we let you get out here, mm-hmm. Jalene, would you rather have one arm or one leg? Oh my god! In this scenario: You're allowed a wheelchair, crutches, or a scooter. Wheelchair, crutches, or scooters. So why only the things that are privileged to legs? That's just the real question that came up with. All um, right. The, the argument is even after all those beautiful things to the legs, my friend still yeah. said Mormon is crazy. <sighs> well, Brendan, I feel like you're going to think I'm a little crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, I would say that I'd rather have one arm. Well, you're wrong. She's wrong, and she needs to go <laughs> listen to the first episode to hear all the reasons why. All right, thank you, Jolene, for thank coming you. on the episode. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have for this episode, but I'll give you this joke of the week. Tino, give did you me. know the first French fries weren't cooked in France? Mm-hmm. They were cooked in Greece. That's what I'm talking about. Jared, edit in that butt sound for me, please. Don't enable him. All right, la- don't don't be like that. Last <coughs> episode's song of the week was "Let It Go" by Mac DeMarco. I think I accidentally said Mac DeMello, but it is in fact Mac DeMarco. Uh, I implore you to go check out his other songs. I like "Still Beating," "My Kind of Woman," "Blue Boy," all good stuff. Canadian boy, good stuff. Uh, this week, I could just give the song of the week uh, as my favorite Hamilton song, but I think that would be pretty cheesy. So we're going to go with Shake Me Down by Cage the Elephant. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you guys next week.
don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace. Only times indeed, with eyes cast down.